live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Think of the fact that he's two-time Super Bowl winner, six-time Pro Bowler, fifth all-time in passing yards, eighth all-time in passing TDs. If you want to use quarterback wins as a metric, which... Everyone seems to, although I have my issues with it, but he's fifth all-time in quarterback wins. That's pretty damn good. Sounds like Lewis Riddick there. Remember when he was involved in the GM cycle? <laughs> what happened? It's amazing to me that happens. I understand you people interview, some people interview bad, good, whatever. Yeah. But I don't understand how league-wide a guy goes from being a name. Now, again, you could throw names out there, and that's maybe why they're in the mix. That happens. It's part of the industry. You know, and, and listen, I know this happens in the draft. Like the draft, some people feel in the personnel department like they feel obligated to take one of the guys that has been mocked so high in the draft because they're afraid of what might come out if they miss it. Correct. Even though their eyes and their judgment doesn't necessarily say that guy's a third overall pick or a seventh overall pick, and yet they feel almost obligated to do it based on the noise, then the owner hears the noise, then the other people in the building hear the noise, the coaches hear the noise, the players hear the noise, and they haven't even done the work on the guy, mm -hmm. yet they feel it. And I'm not saying they're going to pick a seventh-round guy because of that, but their chart could be – that's why I think there's so much ambiguity sometimes because guys get shoved up there so much in this just crazy NFL cycle that we have mm -hmm. on social media and on TV and on radio. Yeah, you know, the, the, that's why I've kind of always respected – whether it's a, it's a draft pick, whether it's a coaching hire, I, I've always respected guys that just go out and get their guy. Their guy, That, yeah. that they're so confident Be about. Be convicted. You know? uh, exactly. Trust it. I, I mean, I know in Chicago, I'm sure there's kind of mixed reactions to, to who they brought in. But, you know, they're, they're passionate about that guy. So, like, I, I can't be um, uh, upset with that. You know, you see that with players alike as well. I got a quick question. I want to get back to the Jags in a moment. Obviously, it's a hot topic today. Would Big Ben Roethlisberger be as good if he wasn't anywhere else. Is he a Hall of Famer, by the way? Yeah. I, I mean, think Rick just kind of said it. I yeah. mean, the numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and I get the it. The Super Bowls, well, too. Help. Exactly. And they're, they're inflated because it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's a lot more passing these yeah. days. But no, And 18 years of it. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, he has longevity. He has the championships. He's got the resume. Um, I think ben, Big Ben is definitely a surefire Hall of Famer. You know, that's... That's a hard question to ask because you just get the sense that he went to the perfect spot, like that kind of matched him. You know what I'm saying in terms of you know tough-minded, blue-collar, um, all this stuff. I think a, a guy like that, um, you know, when he was in his prime, who did have that talent, I think you find success no matter where you are. But I think playing in that Steelers organization and that tradition probably brought out the best of Ben Roethlisberger as well. Yeah, I. Um the reason why I think of it, I was thinking a little bit about Big Ben today. I watched that video come out, and I'm, I'm like, the Jags had a chance at Ben. Yeah. I, ironically here, on a, on a day that Ben Roethlisberger retires, and Byron Leftwich could be hired. Yeah. Like, they had picked Byron Leftwich in 03, which then said, okay, Ben's off the table, but they could have picked Ben Roethlisberger, passed him by. All that stuff could have happened, right? And we can do that in every draft. I get it. But I was really thinking about it because – I don't know if I look at Ben Roethlisberger from the QB position and I put him in this talent pool of 
Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino and even a Russell Wilson with the arm strength and now a Patrick Mahomes and uh, even an Andrew Luck like that was a no doubt uh, Trevor Lawrence who, who comes out as this ballyhooed prospect I would even say Brady uh, because he just looks he refined everything so well and he was who he was I think of Ben has come most like this discombobulated kind of Pudgy, oversized, sometimes can move, hard to bring down, would turn it over, hold on to the ball, but then make clutch plays, toughness. Like, I think of all these things. Like, it's not just, like, this clean-cut quarterback prospect. No. And so because of that, I almost wonder, well, I think he got the most out of his talent, first of all. Yeah. But I wonder if Pittsburgh and the Steelers allowed him to get most out of the talent. If he ended up in Jacksonville in 2004, even though the Jacksonville were not, like, disaster Jags as of, like, right now, yeah. like, does Jack Del Rio and the team get as much? They ran the ball well in Jacksonville, right? They did. With Fred and, and then with Maurice. But I don't know, man. I just feel like what they had around them, everything around them, I always think it's situational. But I really but, thought about it today in Ben's world. Uh, does he last 18 years? Is he a Hall of Famer? Is, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that we always get so infatuated with the with, with the Steelers' way and the Steelers' culture. But you got to remember, like, there, there was some disassociation there too and there was some drama there too I mean Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown I mean they, they were going through some things as well with, with their star players and, and Ben kind of you know he kind of seemed to be like the, the anchor kind of the constant of that team um, to try to like you know take the distractions away a little bit so like that, that can't go unsaid as well where yeah he played in a, a pretty dang good place in Pittsburgh but it wasn't perfect by any means either yeah, so I thought that was interesting about uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Well, uh, Great uh, career, by the way. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just I was curious today. Like Aaron Rodgers goes plays anywhere. I think he's good. But let me ask you this though. And obviously, I mean, we don't know what Tom Brady's going to do yet. Aaron Rodgers, we assume he's going to play, but who knows? Maybe he has a change of heart. He says, "I'm done as well." Out of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, two guys who are still playing a very high level of football, which one would you be more disappointed if they walked away? It, 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 like if you could only pick oh, one, like say question. say one goes away, one comes back, which which result would you be more disappointed with? Ooh, that's a great question. I I think I would be more disappointed in Aaron Rodgers if if Aaron Rodgers walked away. Yeah. Okay. I, first of all, I think we've had our fill of sure. Brady. Sure. Like, what else do I need Tom Brady to do? Right. Yeah. Like, what yeah. am I waiting? On? I, I mean, I, I think the only argument would be you want to see the goat go out on top. Uh, yeah, I, I get Maybe. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. He's got, been on top a lot. You I know. know. I, think like, that, I think that's an argument, though. Like, if he had six, then I could maybe make that argument, especially if I'm a big fan of him. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. like this a lover of Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I really respect him. I, I appreciate his greatness. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, Tom, that's fine. Aaron Rodgers, I think, would – like, I don't I, – he's already hit a ceiling, Tom Brady. Sure. Like, he, I, he might just start to go downhill. And maybe, selfishly, I don't want to see that as a fan. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers isn't going downhill in the next year or two. Aaron Rodgers might still be going up a tiny bit, or at least he's plateaued to a I mean, point where he can play at that level. He's MVP. So, yeah. So, yeah. I like the question. Mm -hmm. Let's ask, go around the horn. Casey, you hear the question? You more disappointed if Brady walks away or if Aaron Rodgers walks away? Like me personally? Yeah, as a, yeah. As a fan. Uh, probably Brady, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't do anything for me. Interesting. Not that Brady does a whole lot for me, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, like, I I know what I'm getting. We're going to lose in the playoffs, and we're going to move on. <laughs> Tom Brady at least could win, so I think Tom Brady. How about you? <sighs> See, I love uh, the question. I, I, I kind of err on the side. I think I'd be more disappointed if Aaron Rodgers walked away because, like you said, Brent, I mean, 
there's not much more for Tom Brady um, to accomplish. Like, would I love to see him go out on top? Absolutely. But I think, like, there's still going to always be questions with Aaron Rodgers until those are answered in terms of, well, can you win another one? Right? Like, you, you want to cement yourself as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, which, you know, when it's all said and done, you probably will be. But you only got one Super Bowl appearance to, to, to show for that. Um, that's not usually what happens. You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes might be going to his third one already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something to be said for that. So I think I'd be more disappointed if Aaron Rodgers chose to hang it up now. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I understand Rodgers comes with a lot of different stuff. I, I don't look at players like that. I, I think I've been pretty clear about that. For yeah. There are players I like and don't like, and you kind of get this feel for, and even if you don't know them, you kind of, you know, you, you, you sway one way or another. I'm neutral on Aaron Rodgers because I just like watching brilliant players play. Yeah. And, and I also don't have, like, an, if he played for the Yankees, I'd be like, I hate that guy, right, sure, because sure, of all sure. the stuff and the garbage and the prima donna stuff. I don't yeah. feel that way about Rodgers, and you can take your vaccination stuff and all. Like, I'm not siding with him, but I'm also not, like, I'm just here to watch him play football. I'm not, I'm well, not yeah. here to watch Aaron Rodgers change my life and speak to me about, like, what he thinks is right and wrong in the world and political and not. And, well, like, I just throw that stuff away on my athletes. Sure, you know? and, and, but with Aaron Rodgers, we're, we're talking about political stuff in terms of, you know, like, the, the, it's a big vaccination thing, okay? Now, I mean, do, do we share the same compass, the same... Um, views probably not, but like I'm, I'm willing to look past that because of the player that he is. You know, if it was something different in terms of, you know, if it was something more, um, you know, just aggressive that that he was speaking out against. Well, then yeah, then maybe I take a long hard look and say, well, you can't be saying that stuff. But like when it comes to politics, so like that that he's on right now, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's your opinion, man. It is what it is. Like, I don't think you're a bad person yeah. per se because you said that. If, if I can sit here and say, well, you're not a bad person, then so be it. Then well, I'll watch you play football. Well, and, and in that regard, that's what I was going to say. I was actually rooting for Green Bay mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. I would have liked to see the Bills win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. if I could pick one because I think their fan base and all that stuff, it would be kind of cool. Like, you could say the same for Cincinnati. But listen, Buffalo's fan base is way better than Cincinnati's fan base, <laughs> at, yeah. least, at least perception-wise. Yeah. And they've gone through so much. And as a Red Sox fan, I can understand. Like, they're yeah. the new Red Sox and Cubs, to be honest with you, with yeah. all the stuff they've gone through over the last 25 years. But – that being said, I kind of was rooting for Green Bay to win because in today's day and age and, and in our world of sports, we characterize greatness through championships too. I'm not a huge fan of that. I was a Marino fan growing up. Yeah. And I know Dan Marino is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, whether he won a championship or not. And so I've never put extra emphasis on it, mostly because of that thought period process. But I know people do. You and so to. for Aaron Rodgers to get his due, I wouldn't have mind him getting another championship. And by the way, I also think... National University could have got a championship with LaFleur, but even bigger than that, <laughs> Mercedes Lewis, who we really like and respect, That's a good point. I think would have been cool to see him get one. Yeah, so there are other reasons, but if I'm being honest with you, if there is a, if two teams I'd like to see win this year would have been the Bills and Packers, and they're both out. Correct. But I would have liked to see either one of them above everybody else probably win the Super Bowl for those kind of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, yeah, uh, listen, Brady walks away. I almost salute Brady if he walks away. What else? You've, you've accomplished it. You proved your point. Nobody's ever going to debate. You couldn't have played till you're 45. You could probably play until you're 50 if you want, but you value the family. There's nothing else to be gained in your career. The only thing you can do if you're Tom Brady right now is kind of go away looking old. And I don't think any of us want to see it. Yeah. But see, I don't think any of us want to see that. It, it was starting to happen with Big Ben Roethlisberger, right? Mm-hmm. You can argue he shouldn't have come back. It happened a little bit with Peyton Manning. The, could argue. I mean, they won, but, yeah, it, yeah. but it was ugly on the way out, right? It was starting to happen to Eli Manning. But we don't like to see that with our athletes, I don't believe. Drew Brees got out in time. I don't think he ever looked that bad, although it was starting to happen. Yes. Um, and Brady, he hasn't shown a sign of that. 
And I'd rather him not, quite frankly. No, uh, I agree. Um, but at the same point, like, I'm... I just want Tom Brady to do what Tom Brady wants to do, man. Because, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of great players and they kind of went out uh, before it got too bad. I just think the Tom Brady story is so different from all the success that he's had from where he started out where he was an underdog. You know, like, he, he didn't come out of college as a front runner. Yeah, true. He, he, he had to earn that right uh, to be called a front runner and to be called a champion. You know, so... Whether you, you like Tom Brady, whether you hate Tom Brady, you have to respect Tom Brady because of just what he's meant to the game of football. And when you got a guy like that special where it's like we may never see that again in terms of the success, you know what, we probably won't see it again. I know Patrick Mahomes could be trending that way, but, man, you still got a long ways to go. I, selfishly, I want it to last as long as it can in terms of his success. But obviously, if family comes first, then man, and so be it. No one's going to bat an eyelash at you. We'll all celebrate you for what you did. All right, coaching hires usually spark energy in a fan base. Yeah. They see different. They see hope. It's gone with the bad. Yeah. In comes the good. Yeah. Well, here in Jacksonville, <laughs> after the Urban Meyer experiment, after five of these things in, in 10 years, oh, after yeah. the pits of four and 29, after the hope and excitement of Trevor Lawrence, and it turned into this, an even worse season. And not really Trevor's fault as much as everything around him, I would say. I don't, I'm not convinced that a hire of any magnitude, Super Bowl winning Doug Peterson, settle it down, calm guy, good guy, Jim Caldwell, bring him back home, Byron Lefwich. I'm yeah. not sure any of them fire up the fan base to the point of there's going to be a buzz in Jacksonville going into the season. We're going to sell more tickets going into the season. But with all this hype around this last couple of days especially, and, and by the way, that's a Twitter hype that's not the all of Jacksonville hype in the fan base. Yeah. There's a difference. There is a difference. Um, and, and all of it's included. And all of it's important. But there is a difference. It, it doesn't represent everything. Yeah. Um, that's a fact. Yeah. How do you feel? Does a Byron Leftwich hire infuse energy, excitement to the point of we can't wait till the season starts? Let's go get our tickets. Yeah. I'll see you September 11th, 12th, whatever it is, inside the bank against the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, it's an interesting question because, like, as I sit here and, and as I, I've kind of observed this fan base, you know, for the last, I mean, well, for the last three years I've been on the show, um, but, you know, for a while now. I feel like this fan base, it's, it's afraid to, to, to come out and, and I, I mean, it's, it sounds so aggressive, but like they're afraid to love again, you know, in terms of the next head yeah. coach. Because, I mean, I was there. I mean, I, I think you were there. I mean, we, we were all excited for Urban Meyer because sure. we thought it was outside the box. We thought there was going to be great success because we couldn't foresee a guy like Urban Meyer losing yeah. and, and losing to the extent that he did and tolerate the losing and couple it with Trevor and couple that with Trevor as well so you know we were excited we I mean it's probably most so you could be coming off of a, a one-win season absolutely you know and, and by the way even the naysayers on Urban I think got on board because they yeah. saw that possibility correct so then when we fast forward and we're here now and he's obviously gone doing his own thing doing the doing the reality tour if you want to call it and Trevor Lawrence is coming off of a season where he probably did underachieve a little bit I think this fan base is afraid to go out and say, well, we're going to the Super Bowl pretty soon or we're going to have success because, you know, you've been hurt before or at least the majority of the people who believed in Urban have been hurt before. But I will say this. I think if Byron Leftwich is going to be the guy, 
And I think if Trent Baalke is going to be out of a job, at least in the GM capacity, I'll set it to you like this. I, I went to the gym today a little later than I usually do because I had a couple meetings, so I got there super late. You know, n- new people in there, people I'm not accustomed to seeing. I had four people come up to me who I assume of all ages who probably don't follow me on Twitter but know who I am and know the show ESPN 690. And of those four people, um, throughout the day, you know, spirit through my workout, they all said the same thing. Are we going to keep Trent Balkin? What are we doing there? And I'm talking about we, we had a college kid. We had, um, I would probably put, you know, an older gentleman, maybe his mid-30s um, to early 40s. Uh, and then there was, there was an elderly gentleman. I mean, I would probably put him 60, 70, and he was crushing it, man. He's, he's on the Stairmaster. <laughs> kind of waved me over a little bit. I had to go up to him. All good, man. You're killing on the Stairmaster. I got nothing more respect for you. Still getting it in, man. Props to you for doing that. But, like, what I garnered from those conversations is, is like, they don't follow me on, on Twitter. They're, they're not the, 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 you know, the vocal minority on Twitter. These are everyday people who, you know, some were rocking Jaguars shirts. So they're Jaguars fans. So I think, like, when I take those people into account, and they're asking me about Trent Bulky, and I'm sure if you go out in public and you go to the grocery store, yes, Jaguars fans about it, they're probably wondering the same thing. I think if you bring a guy like Byron Leftwich in here, and he's going to be the symbol of why Trent Baalke was let go, then I think you do have an opportunity to rally this fan base. Because we saw, and once again, it's not a majority. Um, it, it's probably more of the minority. But you saw a good amount of people who showed up to the Jaguars' last home game you know, dressed as clowns. And you saw even more people on social media, which was, I mean, all around in terms of national headlines, who changed their, you know, their Twitter avies to clowns. So, like, that, that got people's attention on a national level. I think if Byron Leftwich can come in here and say, I want my own GM, I don't look at Trent Baalke, and Trent Baalke's out of here, that's the only rallying cry. That's the only match that can be lit that's going to rally this fan base and say, you know what, I'm not sure what we got in Byron Leftwich. I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but at least we're all on the same page right now where it's like we think the best thing has happened for this organization. Yeah, and I think you're right about that, by the way. At least the most vocal part of the fan base, which does rely, it does uh, live a little bit on social media. No, it does. But, but like I said, but the people that I met today yeah. in the gym and just in random public. But I think what you said is 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 really spot on. I think Byron Leftwich coming here is a good hire. Um but I don't think him working, even acknowledging that it's okay to work with Bulky, because let me be, let me tell you what would happen, right? If he were to, if, if it had turned out or worked out that he works with Bulky, he would come in there and he'd be like, yeah, I got to work with this guy. They told me to. He'd be coming in there at this news conference being like, oh, yeah, man, Trent's uh, great. He's blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. He'd be saying all this stuff. And so everybody would be like, hey, well, Byron's on board with it. But they wouldn't be juiced. That's my point. Sure. They, to your point, they yeah. would not be like, let's well, go, right? And But yeah. this that move, that secondary part, or what you could potentially say the first move Byron essentially makes as the new man in charge yeah, yeah. would be to bump bulky, bring in a guy like Adrian Wilson, or maybe they do a search, which a lot of people, by the way, believe they should do a search, not just Adrian Wilson, and, and just give it to him. Uh, you might have to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, then that would be the move that really juices, especially the vocal part of the... Um, of the fan. Well, and this is where I underestimated Byron a little bit. I thought the the whole storyline was going to be he was going to come into Jacksonville, he was going to be forced to work with Trent Baalke, and he was going to say, you know what, it's an opportunity. I've been here before. I have Trevor Lawrence. I'll bite the bullet, and I'll do what I have to do because I'm a coach, and I can coach these guys. I can still build the culture. That's what I thought was going to be the narrative 
uh, of how this story was going to end. I didn't foresee Byron Leftwich kind of staying, obviously not just him as an agent as well, but kind of going toe-to-toe with Shad Khan and maybe calling a bluff um, and saying, this is what I want. If you can't give me that, then I'm out of here. At least, you know, purvey that. I didn't foresee that. And the fact that's probably the story of how it's going to be written, um, you know, if it ever does become official, I think that's even more reason to celebrate because you, you stood your ground, you, you believed in yourself, and you said, I know what I need, I know what I want, and you called us, and you said you would, you would text Byron that if you could. And, you know, maybe he, he did get that text message. But I, I think that in terms of how he played this whole thing, how he didn't just go with the status quo and say, well, I'm just happy to be here, but he wanted to do things his way, that's going to set a precedent, I think, not only in the organization, but also with the fan base, because they're going to realize that as well. There's two things I really like about Byron Leftwich in, in Jackson, what I've liked along. Remember, I, I said this, yep. I, at first I was big, I'm a big Caldwell-Peterson guy, I thought that made the most sense for the organization. Yep. Settle this thing down, win some football games, let's just get this right for a little bit. Stop this charade of and garbage and dysfunction and all the rest. Make this it makes us a 7-8 win team and fine, or we'll take our chances. Yeah. Um, but as I did more work on, I've said this now countless times, if you listen to the show on a, on a regular basis, that you look at Leftwich, and I really think from a culture standpoint, and this is why this doesn't surprise me, the move that he potentially made to say bulky doesn't work, because he's seen it in Pittsburgh. He's getting advice from guys like Mike Tomlin. He's seen it in Arizona. He knows top-down. He knows structure matters. He knows the building matters. He's seen it now in Tampa. He's seen it from Bruce Arians. These guys are lay- leaning on him. He's seen it from Todd Bowles and heard it from Bowles that when you, you set it up in New York and it doesn't look right, doesn't work right, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so that's why the logic to me said if it's going to be Byron, I think he might be the best there is for the culture because I think he knows that and he's not going to do it and set himself up for failure. The other thing is I really think people will rally around Byron and want to see him do well. I really do. I think he's got a lot of allies in the NFL, and a lot of coaches have allies, but this isn't one of these recyclable candidates, right? This isn't like my dad coached. You know, this isn't (laughs) one of those type of things. This is a guy that's earned his way up the ladder, and so I think that part of it makes you want to rally around him. You want to see him do well, and so I think from a staffing standpoint, my other thought on Byron is he has a chance to really, you know, get the best staff maybe of anybody out there, and I think that's been a problem in Jacksonville. The one other thing, and I think Brad Meester just said this, and you've said this, and other people we've had have said this, is that he might be able to relate to the locker room better than anybody. Absolutely. Right? I mean, better than anybody, and I think that he has shown some of that as a backup QB in his role in the NFL, but also as an assistant coach the last handful of years from Arizona uh, to Tampa. So I think all those things are in play. That. I'm not sure season ticket sales are going to go up through the roof if Byron Leftwich and even Adrian Wilson here. But I think there will be an energy and a quiet energy instead of this backlash and negativity and dysfunction and everything else. And right now, I'm not really sure it matters to get energy and season tickets. And I'm sorry, Chad Johnson, everybody else down at Jags headquarters. <laughs> I think it's more important to get the damn dysfunction out of there. Yeah. And this whatever it is, if people view it as a laughing stock, or just get that narrative the hell out of Jacksonville and bring something in clean to clean it up, start all over, and then start ascending again. And um, I'm hopeful that's what this kind of thing would do. But I think the recipe is there for a guy like Byron Left, which maybe to do it better than anybody else, even if I don't think season tickets. Tickets will be as high as they were a year ago when yeah. Urban Meyer was higher, and everybody's like, "Whoa, we're getting no, national no, championship no, goal. no, for sure. But the, 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 see, this is what we need right now. Like, I understand that the, the national media's opinion—it's not everything, and I get that. Um, and in terms of storylines, the Jaguars that are positive—you're not going to see a lot of them in the next couple of years, probably, because well, you're not going to contend for a Super Bowl at least right right away. So you know, 
get that out of your mind. But, like, what, I, what I'm going to enjoy, if this whole thing does follow through here with Byron Leftwich, is hopefully the bad optics can go away. Yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully you can just go about your business um, and, and try to run a football team. You know, because that's that's been the one constant, I feel like, the, these past couple of years. Um, and it's been bad here, don't get me wrong, but it's been bad with the bad optics. Yes. There's, there's bad teams. There will always be bad teams every single year in the NFL. It's the way the NFL works. But very rarely do you have a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars that have had to endure the bad optics now for the past couple of years. That is an outlier. That is an anomaly. And you don't want to see that anymore. So I just ask that, you know, if, when Byron Leftwich, if he does come in here, uh, and, you know, and you have a new GM in and, and Wilson, um, and it looks different, it sounds different, I just hope those bad optics can finally go away, and now we can just focus on football. And this is where I still relied a little faith in Shad Khan and all of this process to understand that eventually or at some time or maybe the entire time. And I know it didn't look like it and, and potentially still doesn't look like it and might not even be the case. But when we're on that yacht, man, and I asked him a question, are you not getting the Urban Meyer that you thought you hired? Mm -hmm. And he answered it with, hey, it's one thing to lose, and losing is not good. It's one thing to lose and go 2-14 and 14 or whatever. It's another thing to lose with drama. And we're saying the same thing in two different ways, yeah. but drama is bad optics, yeah. right? And so he said it himself. Like, he's got to know and be open to the idea that we got to clear the dysfunction and drama away. And, no, I know what you're saying. Like, then, Brent, explain to me why Trent Falk. I can't explain it, all right? I can't. But I'm just saying he knows that it's existing. And it's, it's not a good thing to couple with football. And so sooner or later, I just felt like logic would win the day. We still don't know if that's going to be the case for sure. Um, but uh, it, it hopefully is trending in that direction. We'll talk more about it. Uh, Jags coaching search or what's going on around the NFL. Josh McDaniels has become a new name. Bill O'Brien's back in play, potentially. <laughs> Not here in Jacksonville. <laughs> All right, okay, calm down. We're at All UNF right. Arena. The women's game underway. The men play at 8 o'clock tonight against Central Arkansas, a newcomer to the A-Sun. We'll be back on ESPN 690. This is going to be the story that everyone's going to be talking about all, all season, yeah. right? You know, because he, you know, you, you're absolutely right. He's been talking in glowing terms about Nathaniel Hackett and how, you know, how he makes, you know, makes the game easy and how he's able to teach, you know, teach the offense. So, listen, we all know that the Denver Broncos got an opening at the quarterback position. Uh, they got a lot of young, young, really good weapons over there. So, I mean, it's a, it's an obvious fit. That's probably your guy, Chris Canty, right there, Casey, isn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, man, oh. who was that? Oh, was that? Wait, 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 let me get another one. Was that Damian Woody? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, are we doing mulligans now? For oh, sorry about that, I didn't know you no. were doing Oh, no, I, I wasn't going, I would have got that, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying, I don't want you to get a point. That was either. a little, yeah, I shouldn't get a point. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, as long as we establish that. Um... I mean, miss opening the cards today, but we'll do that tomorrow. I'm fiending, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> We're on the road. I got that itch. I got to open something up. On the road at UNF Arena. Brett Bartno, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. UNF women up 22 to 10. Yeah, looking pretty good check. out there. Yeah. Uh, they've won a couple in a row, so trying to get in their groove after a slow start because they've got a good basketball team. Yeah. Uh, the men, meanwhile, play at 8 o'clock tonight. They are winless so far in the A-Sun. It's been a tough road with COVID. has really hurt their lineup. They've had some injuries, and they've lost some heartbreaks. They haven't shot the ball well either. Listen, yeah. to him, you can make some excuses, but they haven't played very well either. Uh, and so hopefully they get going a little bit too. So when, when we were walking in, because um, I thought we were going to be in the gym again where we usually are, so I walked in the gym and the men were practicing. 
thing, and you know they're, they're doing drills and everything. So like, oh, I don't want to get in the way, so I kind of start backing out, <laughs> kind of just easing back. And then of course, of course, Coach Driscoll sees me. Hey, wait, what are you saying, man? And I'm like, kind of like stop practice a little bit. Like, Coach, you, you, hey, don't just <laughs> we, we, we can we can talk about MMA and you hold my you know the, the ice later. You, you got you got you got a game tonight, man. I'll just let you do your own thing. So. Hey, uh, actually speaking of that, uh, you got anything new on the nothing front or no, what? Yeah, nothing new. Um, I mean, I've been you, fighting with Twitter like for like about two weeks. I feel like. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm like, undefeated or not. I That's feel like you're, sure, but uh, I mean, there's been a couple 10-8 rounds both ways. I, I feel say, like they're all good. It's a long fight. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a couple 10-8 <laughs> rounds. No, unfortunately, um, we're hoping for February. Uh, February 11th, actually, to be exact. So right around the corner. Unfortunately, my opponent that they, they wanted me to fight backed out. Um, didn't really get a reason why. Didn't sign the contract. So now I'm, I'm just kind of uh, I'm waiting to see, obviously. So treating it like I have a, a phone call right around the corner. And hopefully I will. But uh, nothing right now um, in stone. Uh, let me ask you one more thing. Did you see the report today about April? UFC coming back to Jacksonville. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Now listen. Yeah. I just, I, I got big picture plans. Yep. That could be something to eye. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get you on the do card. You okay. I, do you want to fight? I don't know. What, no. You're just, okay, I got you. I mean, maybe Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but let's get you on the card there. No, for sure, for sure, that'd be cool, man. Um, that could that could be. I mean, that's down the road, it's time enough well, to get a couple fights in before. Needless to say, I, I'm sure there's been some feelers already being. Actually, I know there's been some feelers that've been put out, um, kind of reminding the UFC of that as well. We've but talked I about Jacksonville. We, oh, that's good. We've yeah. talked about this in the past, by the way. Like uh, Jacksonville's a, is is now an annual home, or I don't know about annual might be a little bit of a push, but it's a well, constant home now for the UFC after what transpired in COVID. Right? Yeah, I mean, most importantly, it has Dana White's attention. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, you know, we've had him on the show before. For friend of the show, Dan White. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, even though he's kind of mean towards say, the media. I was going to say. But well, sometimes Acquaintance of the show. Yeah, a, yeah. Acquaintance <laughs> of the show, Dana White. Um, but, no, you know, Jacksonville kind of did him a solid in terms of when there was nowhere really else to turn in terms of throwing on a live MMA event. And, and I think, you know, if nothing else, they're talking about Dana White, but I think he's a man of his word when he says, you know, he's going to make things right with Jacksonville, and he's going to reward Jacksonville for helping him out. So, yeah, I think Jacksonville will always be on the radar. They've had great events here. There's been great turnouts in terms of the, of the crowds and great energy. So I don't see why Dana White wouldn't keep coming back to Jacksonville. Yeah, uh Let's uh, switch back to Adrian Wilson and potentially uh, if he lands the GM job, if Byron Leftwich gets his way, if it, if this starts to manifest itself and work out. Now, there's a couple of things here. Mm -hmm. There's some procedural things that we might not know this is in place for a bit. So we could be hanging on. Again, there's some smoke that it's about to happen. It's happening. That's been the case for a couple of days. We had some roller coaster rides in the middle, some bumps, some upside down feelings, some all that stuff. But... They still would have to do some, like, paperwork, some legwork. Maybe fire a bulky would be one. Yeah. Then create the job opening. Adrian Wilson. Uh, I think they would have to hire, uh, interview another minority to um, satisfy the Rooney rule. Yeah. I don't know if then you have to interview, like, a three-candidate pool. I don't think that matters. But, like, they would have to formalize this in some way. You can't just be like, eh, that's our guy. That's just not how it works. Like, I think Dennis Allen's the guy in New Orleans, and they can't do it that way either. No, you right? can't. They, you they've got to go through the process here. So, now, would the Jags announce a hiring of Leftwich? Well, to be honest with you, if I'm Leftwich, I'm not signing anything until you do that part. Oh, you have to. No, I mean, and I, So we I'm still not... could be days away from a mechanical standpoint, <sighs> yeah. even though 
We're going to have to sweat this out, potentially. I mean, obviously, if you're Byron Leftwich, you get in writing, and the Jaguars want to announce something, well, then that's one thing. If it's kind of a guarantee, it's just a kind of formality. Yeah. But no, I, if I'm Byron Leftwich or, or, or I'm his, his people, I'm definitely, you know, I'm betting the process here. I'm reading over that contract with a, with a fine-tooth comb, and I'm making sure that, you know, the guy that I want is going to be in-house no matter what. Yeah, from a procedural standpoint. Now, what yeah. you could do if you shot, you say, hey, thanks, Balky, for all your services. We appreciate it. We're going to choose to move a different direction. You hire Byron Leftwich, yeah. and now Byron knows. And by the way, this would then go to the way that I've kind of said this all along could happen is the Buffalo way, right? That's yeah, where you kind of go owner and GM, and you do the search. Byron's part of the interviews. That includes a heavy hand probably on Adrian Wilson. See yeah. if anybody else surprises you. Maybe Adrian Wilson gets another opportunity doing something in the meantime that you're not privy of. Again, these things are so fluid, as we found out over the last couple of, of days, and we really knew for the last decade that this could be a very fluid situation. Did you see? Uh, you know what's wild about a potential Adrian Wilson Leftwich pairing mm -hmm. is that when Leftwich played for the Jags in 2005, he broke his ankle. Yes. Missed five games, came back for the playoffs against the New England Patriots. The guy that broke his ankle was Adrian Wilson, which is insane. I mean, that's, that's quite the storyline right there. That's that, unbelievable. That, that writes itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you told me that, I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you confirmed it. And I also think football fans, probably not Jacksonville fans, football fans, they remember Byron Leftwich from the breaking of the, the leg in college. That right? was my and first Marshall, introduction right? to Byron Leftwich. You know, yeah. carrying down the field, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you forget that he also broke his ankle in the NFL with the Jags. And, yeah. I mean, I, I just, well, you know, I'm a sucker for a storyline, but that's incredible symmetry there. It's insane. Um, to, if that were to take place. Again, uh, if you're just joining us, this has been a wild day. Uh, from last night when we left, mm -hmm. uh, got off the air, and we, it looked like when is this going to happen could happen at any time to about an hour later or so. The news of Nathaniel Hackett getting an interview and obviously some severe posturing going on between the sides to at least take back the narrative, control the narrative. That's what I think was going on here. And then you wake up this morning, early this morning, Hackett is named the Denver Broncos head coach. Well, that takes the interview off the board. Meanwhile, you think there's some leverage on Byron's side. Well, it got even better if you feel that way because... Eberflus gets hired by Chicago. Eberflus and Hackett are two of the finalists for the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least from an interview standpoint, from a second interview standpoint. So that leaves Byron out there now. And who else? Like, that's where we're at, although there's a lot of smoke, and there has been. Mike Jarecki from Arizona covers the Cardinals, knows the organization, has pretty much said that it's trending toward. Now, we've had some of these trending towards over the last couple of days. Uh, uh, Leftwich and Adrian Wilson, and that would boot Balky out of the way. So there's some power play being done by the representation of Leftwich in all of this to create the scenario that he wants, which is every bit his right and everything he should do, mm -hmm. uh, if you listen to our show yesterday. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. There's some smoke coming out this afternoon that things could be heating up again in, the, in, in getting this closer. But I guess what I'm trying to tell you is don't expect this to be boom, boom, done, Leftwich, Bulky out, Wilson in. Like, mm -hmm. it can't happen procedurally in the NFL like that. That is not going to be a confirmation. It could head that way, but I think now we're all a little bit numb to anything <laughs> heading in a certain direction. No, for sure. But one would assume that if Leftwich does it, it's official. He does get announced as the Jaguars' next head coach. Then Wilson is going to be, you know, close behind him, whether it's a couple days away from now or, like, you know, a week or so. But, like, that's, you know, you get the sense that it's kind of a pair now that you're going to get. Uh, I'll say one other thing, too. Uh, I just saw this on Twitter. Do you know the Houston Texans job's open? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> I saw one. Yeah. Of, I think the Rams. Sorry, OC David Cauley. Is on their list. I'm sorry. The Rams offensive coordinator, oh, whatever okay. his name is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, is on the list. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh shoot, the Houston job's open. I know. I mean, Houston, you gotta start being bad at optics again. So uh, you know, I can start because I mean, the, the whole um, McNown thing was big. Well, that's true. Uh, and that was a right. bad optic. I, was the wet, I missed. The, I was at the wedding. Oh yeah, with just, trust guys. me, I had a field day with that. Yes. Don't worry, I, I was back to my old ways, making fun of the Houston <laughs> Texans. Just, just, like, just like the glory days. But um, since then, you've, it's been silent. Yeah, and the, like. and the latest news, McDaniels is uh, getting a chance, it looks like, at least for interviews and such, uh, out in L, uh, L Las Vegas with the Raiders. Yeah. And Harbaugh, by the way, isn't off the Vegas list. He's still the favorite to be the head coach of the Raiders, which is interesting because I feel like that's kind of lost some steam. Well, and that's the thing, too. I, I thought for sure he'd be like the first piece to fall, whether he's going to go back to college or go to the yeah. Raiders. Um, still nothing on Harbaugh's front, which is surprising. And the word out of Miami is that they'll take into next week to determine their next head coach. The Giants still don't have a coach. Minnesota still doesn't have a coach. Houston doesn't have a coach. The Jags don't have a coach. The Raiders don't have a coach. The Broncos and the Bears do. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. really liked them, and I think that was the guy that they were targeting here all week long. And then yesterday, Nathaniel Hackett got a second interview in Jacksonville, and he was supposed to be in Jacksonville today to meet with the Jaguars. And as soon as that trip was booked for him to go to Jacksonville, the Broncos said, hold on, hold on. And they stepped in last night to start getting that deal done with Nathaniel Hackett and to prevent him from going to Jacksonville today where the Jaguars were interested in talking to him about becoming their head coach. And so rather than going to Jacksonville, Hackett doesn't get on the plane and he seals the deal with Denver to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Adam Schefter, of course. Uh, UNF here up 33-19 to 19 going into the half close to it uh, against Central Arkansas. They are at the half, actually, now. That score might have changed just a bit, but they're up by double digits, and the men will play Central Arkansas coming up at 8 o'clock right here at UNF Arena. We are live on campus and spending the day here, and Bob might get taken away from with breaking news. That has not happened yet yeah. uh, regarding the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Don't forget, hit unfospreys.com for new schedules, results, and tickets. Uh, to men's and women's basketball and all the other events going on here on campus. Baseball, softball starting to heat up uh, here in the spring, so it's good to see uh, Coach Parenton today as they hit the field tomorrow for the first time. Do you think we hear something by tonight, or are we going to wait a little bit? Because, I, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm confident, but I'll say this. If I see an Instagram photo of Leftwich taking a picture of some gumbo, <laughs> now I'm going to be a little nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little out of the prediction business in terms of hour by hour. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. still have a strong belief we will know Byron Leftwich is the guy tomorrow. Okay. Now, will we know the other part? Yeah. Like, and so... I don't know if we'll get official word from the Jags because as we talk through this a little bit today, now I'm a little bit concerned about the mechanics of the situation, how much they'll be allowed to say, yeah. confirm, how much we'll know, how much if I were Byron or the Jags I would commit without the other part being done, meaning, okay, if I'm Byron and I want Adrian Wilson but i got to go through this interview process, we got to fire Balky first. Like, with the mechanics of that, does that happen? I think we could know the Byron part by tomorrow or have a really good feel, maybe from even the national guys, that, hey, it's lining up this way. Now everybody's in, in the same order, but there's still another part of this that might take place 
the bulky part, and then maybe whether it's Adrian Wilson or some other GM because they might have to interview a few. Well, then a big question has to be, let's just assume for the sake of the argument that Leftwich is announced tomorrow. And obviously if that's the case and the Jaguars, um, you know, they, they, they want to make haste and announce him and get him in front of cameras or anything like that. Do you think Shad Khan makes an appearance? Because this has been kind of uncharacteristic of Shad Khan after the season's done. Yeah. Usually he has something to say. He's been very quiet with it through this whole entire process. Do you think we hear from Shad Khan? And do you think he's going to answer some questions when Brian Leftwich is announced, or is he going to wait until maybe the GM kind of sorts itself out a little more? Well, I will say this, because this, I think, did transpire. There was a little bit of a layoff and waiting period even when Urban Meyer it was known yeah. before he introduced him. And so I don't think there will be any kind of press conference introduction until the, the team is put together, okay. the next regime. And at that time, I do think Shad Khan will be a part of that. That could be maybe as soon as next week. Um, but I don't think this will be like a Byron and uh, you could do it this way. I just don't see the Jags doing it this way. That's not really the M.O. of Shad that, to go out with Byron and then say, OK, we're going to find the next GM and then we'll talk to him later this week. And we'll introduce him. They kind of like to do it all together. And so I would suspect that's still a few days off. But I do think Shad will eventually talk. And the best thing that could happen to Shad Khan in terms of a news conference is to kind of make it happen the way the fans and everybody kind of thinks and it should happen and that is a Byron a firing of bulky and then a new GM because I'll tell you this if bulky's a part of this this is something that I'm not sure Shad's ever endured yeah. he's not only going to get a lot of criticism but he's also going to get a lot of questions asked about what are you doing why are you doing this because it's really hard to convince people of why that would be the case. So it's something to keep an eye on and something I've thought about a lot. But I really do think it, it, the bulky part of this, um, if he is on board at the end of the day here, Shot Khan then faces the most criticism he's ever faced as an owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there have been lean years and there have been critics. But there will never be critics like this. Hands down, yeah. Uh, and if he's able to smooth it over by Bulky not being a part of it and Leftwich was able to play the heavy in that, however it worked out, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I think that kind of saves Shot in this too. Uh, whether he cares about that or not, I don't know. But um, that's an interesting domino to fall and how it's all presented, how it comes off. But I don't think that part's imminent. I don't think we're going to be hearing from Shot or even a Byron or anybody in the next few days, even if we kind of know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so I don't anticipate that. But hey, yeah. as the world turns, which roller coaster ride are we jumping on tonight? <laughs> Who knows what could happen in the next 21 hours? I'm getting nauseous, man. Here's what I'm I do. Get off, right? Know what's happening in the next couple of hours. Action Sports Shacks OT is coming up next. So if anything does break, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton will have that, and they'll continue more of the discussion around the NFL. I'll be jumping on TV, Fox 30 and CBS 47, and we do have an NBA game. Tell me, Casey, what is it again? He's probably getting ready. Wasn't listening. What did you say? NBA game tonight is what? Lakers 76ers. Lakers 76ers. LeBron James. Had a good game last time out again. Yeah, for sure. Who knows? Maybe we can put another one together tonight. Little Embiid NBA versus LeBron. Maybe a little NBA slam poetry for tomorrow. Oh, we have that. And we're opening some football cards oh, tomorrow. Yeah, show as well. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. It's been fun. We'll see you on social media, I'm sure. Action Sports Shacks <laughs> on the ESPN 6 9